Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Give me a moment. I'm still reviewing my poop report. Pew 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 pew. Thanks, Truman. Oh, don't get me started. I had I once reported all my poops to myself in a little notebook I kept just at the end table. And I found a lot of times when I poop. I get really red in the face, which is kind of ironic if you know my history. I could do this the whole podcast. Now it's turning into Carol Channing. <laughs> so never mind. But it's not Carol Channing. It's it's uh, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Styles, Styles doing, doing Carol, Channing. Carol Channing. How true! How true! How true! Hey everyone, uh, it's March twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. If you're new here. Every single week, we talk about the random movies that we've watched, we talk about our lives, we catch up. Uh, it's been a little while since we've personally recorded, so we have a lot to, lot to go over, a lot to talk about. As my child lays in her bed and reaches for something on the floor. No, 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 she's playing with it on the floor. Oh, cool. She's let's with let's it get some floor. live me telling my daughter to go to fucking bed right here on the show. I feel like she knows. Jillian, go to sleep, please. Okay, close your eyes and go to sleep. Thank you. I love you. Good night. I look forward to doing that again in like five minutes. Uh, so yeah, that's our lives. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. No, she, oh, it is like ten minutes after ten on a Sunday. She has school tomorrow. Um, we had a really busy day. Jillian and I slept for like an hour and a half. In the car. In the car. Like four hours ago. Yeah, like at six o'clock. So, you know, it's fine. My alarm is set for 6 a.m. I'm going to change that. Why? Is it set for 6 a.m.? So I can work out. Yeah, just keep it for 6 a.m. and fucking work out. Yeah, fuck you. You need to work the fuck out. Why? Because it makes you Why? feel good about yourself. Because you, so you can feel good about yourself. So you can stop falling asleep every day at 5.30 p.m. And you can stop... It's because I wake up at 6 a.m. I fall asleep at 5.30 p.m. Don't look at me like that. I'm going to get up at 6.30. And I'm going to still be up just as late. Clanging. Banging. Hanging. I don't know what you're talking about. Stranging. What? That's a word I just made up. No, like if you like... Well, clanging and banging is like lifting weights and like in the, in the gym and the grind house, you know. You, you've never set foot in a gym. Oh, I'm just kidding. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Once. How dare you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know like when the last actual time we recorded was, but it was well over a week, if not two weeks ago. Uh, definitely a week because... We watched Greatest Showman on 317. Okay, so yeah, so it's been 11 days. we watched this on 324. So it's been about 10 days since we recorded remembering correctly uh i've watched five movies oh man <laughs> since the last time we recorded uh you have watched one and a half of them uh, which means technically you've watched two movies because watching half of one of the movies we watched is a full-length movie so let me uh, go through the three that you did not watch and we'll go through the oh, oh i was trying to figure out ones. what you were talking about and then i just remembered. so i was i was uh, whisked away on a uh a, a family emergency uh, last week for our friends Steve and Laura Real, um, late night, eleven p.m. Yes, and we had just gone through saying how fucking tired, tired we was. were. We're like, let's just go to bed. So I, I went over to um to basically just be in the house with their children as they slept, which of course they woke up, and that's a story for another time. But um, podcast for another podcast. Took that opportunity 
to sit and watch uh, to knock off another one of the Oscar movies that now I feel like I'm behind over the past like week because, well, no, not really. I, I, I have, what, I think two left that I really, really, really need to see. Three. I have three left that I really, really, really need to see. Uh, I watched Pieces of a Woman on Netflix, which uh, only got nominated for a Best Actress, Vanessa Kirby. Uh, was not it was uh, definitely not a priority, uh, but of the two that I had access to, you want to see the United States versus Bill, Billy Holiday. You I do not do. want to see Pieces of the Woman because I do not. Who wants to watch a movie which whose two main features are a long take uh, home birth scene and Shia LaBeouf's penis? Yeah, I'm not down on either. <sighs> yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh, <laughs> it uh. T- tonally, just kind of all over the place. I've had a couple really good performances. Um, mm-hmm. I personally walked away a bigger fan of Ellen Burstyn than I did of Vanessa Kirby. Um, Shia LaBeouf is particularly obnoxious in it. Uh, so that hurt it overall. And yeah, just definitely understand why I didn't get nominated for anything else. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch that. Then uh, I'm in the process of uh, starting a new awesome job. I know it sounds like I just started another job, but I'm leaving that job and I'm getting an even better job uh, in about a week and a half. So uh, while I'm working right now, I don't give a fuck. So as I'm working, I'm just watching uh, Hulu documentaries and I watched two really odd random ones I'd had uh, saved for for no particular reason. I watched Six Nine, the Takashi Six Nine documentary. Because I had no fucking because of clue. Why? Because I just had to know what the story was. Because uh, you see him and you know, okay, all I know is that he's apparently a snitch and he looks like that. And I watched the documentary and that's, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that sums it all up. No, uh, it was fine. So this and the other documentary that I watched off of Netflix, Skin, The History of Nudity in Film, uh, both were fine informational documentaries. Like, they are literally just documentaries that are that are telling you what has happened and, like, where we're going. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that, 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 that is most documentaries in a subset. But I feel like both subject matters needed a particular stance or, like, uh, a point of view. And I think they both pretended to have them. Very, very, for in the case of 6ix9ine, right at the very end, because the, the director is always like, I need to see, like, if this is legitimate. Like, is this person just, like, a genius con man, like, getting people all, like, into this character that he is, yada, yada, yada. And he kind of, it kind of comes an answer, but it's, like, literally in the last, like, two minutes. And then Skin starts and ends with, like, the Me Too movement, like, being a thing. And it's like, well, that's kind of a weird tone to, like, start the movie on. Because we're going to be talking about, like, naked people for two hours. And then it ends on, like, where the industry's going. and just kind of ends abruptly. But, like, the, the stuff in between, it's like, okay. Like, I, I know both these things much better now. is a good way to kill time. Sure, so, sure. you know, no harm, no foul. That's what I watched. Okay. Um, yesterday, we watched, as a family, we watched the... Most recent Disney animated feature, Raya and, and the, the Last, Last Dragon. Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't pay for premium access. Don't worry about it. And uh, Jillian absolutely loved it. Loved it. Has been it. talking about Raya and Sisu and all the characters. And playing with it. We were fighting after. Like, she is super into it. And she is so cute. Yes. Uh, Samantha, you enjoyed it? I did it. That was good. Sure. I was not a fan. Uh, it, 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 I struggled to be entertained or, or held by it uh, interest-wise throughout. It's just not a, like a subset. I'm not, I've never been into like dragons and mythical See, I have, stuff. So it was pretty I, cool. I heard a lot of people were comparing it to like Avatar The Last Airbender and like Legend of Korra, like any of those other shows. And I'm just like, okay, well, I, I think that was the problem was like, I, I knew going in there was going to be things that I didn't necessarily, like, like. So it, it impacted me in that way. I thought the story was kind of all over the place, and they tried to do a lot in, like, an hour and 
40 minutes and it just didn't succeed. But I thought it was great. Julia liked it. That's all that really matters. That I'm at that age now where I don't know if animated movies beyond Pixar are really going to be for me, and that's that's too scary. Uh, so here's something I didn't think I'd say after saying we watched five movies. Oh, I've watched five movies over the past week. Of all the movies I'm talking about, the one I liked the most was Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> so let me tell you something, because like you said, I watched half of this movie. I was, um, I was in and out. I was doing laundry. I was, you know, taking care of Jillian. I fell asleep for a bit, but um, I liked it way more than the original. Yes. Yeah, and I me... think it's because you got so much more out of it. So let me be clear on what I mean by I liked it the most. So all the four, the other four movies I just talked about, I was very indifferent on them. Next, Zack Snyder. You can't even get it out. You're like struggling to like open your mouth to I'm form words. I'm having an internal struggle, struggle. Zack Snyder and I are not friends. Uh, what? Uh, he's just I. I'm not a fan. What? I I no. knew this was going to be. Nah, buddy. So gratuitous and like grandiose. Super, to super, the nth degree. super. Yeah. If I hear mm-hmm. fucking ancient lamentation, fucking, fucking Amazon kids, Amazon shouting in slow motion and shit it's anymore. Enya's kids were were the music. I, 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 I was guess. sitting here and openly making fun of it, and you know, and and taking pot shots. Yes. As I sat here. Yes. For half of a fucking work day, yes, to watch it. Yeah. But I there's really... no, nothing needs to be four hours. Anything that's four, a baseball game well, is four I mean, hours. Like, wasn't Titanic like? It was three hours. Yeah, for them. End roof. game three hours. Green Mile, Schindler's List, like three and a half hours. Like okay. Fiddler on the Roof was long. Yeah, Gone with like the wind. Movies yeah. that are either natural conclusions or epics. This is like the start of something. What the fuck was going to be like the other movies after this? Right, like this is supposed to be the culmination. It's supposed to be that long. And I, I, I want to, we went too long because we started like at six o'clock. We had to pause for pizza and bathroom breaks and whatever. So we didn't end until like 11. I wanted to record a bonus episode with Steve like we did for Suicide Squad um, at some point. Uh, that'll be on our Patreon, patreon.com slash arcade. So I don't want to get too deep into it, but I will echo what Samantha said in that, in that four hours, there is, there is a solid two hour movie somewhere in there with better performances, Mm -hmm. more, uh, background and actual plotting. Right. Right. And, and like more fully flesh out characters. I still... In the battle of Ray Fisher versus Josh Whedon, it's like Alien versus Predator. Nobody wins. Right, right. Because I, Josh Whedon is now a piece of shit, and Ray Fisher I don't think is a good actor. Uh, but, like, the cyborg character was better. Again, I'm getting too deep in this already. I liked it more than Justice League. Exactly. I liked it more than the original Justice League because I got more out of it. Because the first, it was disjointed and confusing because it took out many of these plot points or through lines that added value to the movie. Did it need to be four hours? No. Definitely not. It need to be three hours. If you, you can cut two hours off of that movie. But cut the, the right things and still make Cut it. Lois Lane getting coffee six times. Right. Cut the, the again, I'm, I, I, I'm just going to get into it and then it's going to be, it's going to be four hours. So. I was so ready to shit all over it and hate it. And I, I still did as I, we watched yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, let's get, let's be clear. But as soon as it was it's over. It's not a great fucking movie. As soon as it was over, I was like, fuck, man. I like, mean, it still just shows. Yeah. Batman's superpower is being Here, rich. Here's like, how I, here's like, I explained like as we started. I was like, on this podcast, we did Man of Steel. That was a two to me. Batman versus Superman. That's like a two. Uh. Wonder Woman was good. Wonder Woman's good, which we'll do at some point in the show. Shazam is also good. Um, we haven't done Aquaman yet, but Aquaman, for all intents and purposes, is totally fine. Uh, Suicide Squad, that's a two. Justice League, to me, was still like better than all the other ones, but that was still like a two and a half or a three. Uh, this was probably like a, like a five. five and a half. Yeah, I was going to say like a five, six, five and a half. You know? Yeah, like I just really did like the things that were cut from the original one, basically. You know, I, I really, yeah. 
That's it. I mean, it was still way too long. It was still oh, just it's r- r- ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Ridiculous. And it's still not. I mean, when you, if you compare DC and their franchise to the MCU, like, yeah. no contest. No contest. At it all. would still be at the Wonder bottom Woman. of any MCU. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman is the only one. I haven't seen all of them, to be fair, but. Wonder Woman's the only one. Shazam who, like, is pretty good. Has legs I really to like stand birds. I really it. like Birds of Prey as well. I love Birds of Prey, yeah. actually. So there's right. there's glimmers. I'm excited for the new Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yes. I'm very excited yes. for that. Very so good. we'll see uh we'll see if this is a revolution of the uh, DC world. We will see. Doubtful. Uh, well, enough of the five movies we watched or I watched uh, over the past week. Let's uh, discuss the one movie that we watched together. For today's podcast, a random selection from the box. The film Jeff, Who Lives at Home, is our movie. Uh, Jason Siegel, Ed Helms, and Susan Sarandon. Sly and big-hearted, funny and moving, says Bruce Handy. Vanity Fair. I wonder what Bruce Handy does for, uh, for a hobby. Not for any extra money, just as a hobby. Siegel, Helms, and Sarandon are beyond wonderful, says Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Starring Jason Siegel, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, TV's How I Met Your Mother, Ed Helms, Hangover 1 and 2, which means this came out before 3, and Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon, Jeff Who Lives at Home, is the story of one man's hilarious search for the meaning of life. As slacker Jeff stumbles towards enlightenment, he uncovers answers to his nagging family's problems. Jeff has no idea where he's going, but when he finally gets there, he might just find out what it's all about in this, quote, gem of a movie that is funny, tender, and ultimately moving, says, two asterisks, Mark Adams, ScreenDaily.com. Damn it. Nailed it. As we Nailed approach, it. that's episode 339, so we are, no, I'm sorry, 337, 337. Uh, so rapidly approaching 350, and I'm still up two, I believe. Yes. Two reads on Samantha for our uh, competition. So this is a Duplass Brothers movie. I don't think we've done another Duplass Brothers movie before. We have done movies with a Duplass brother, Mark Duplass. I believe he's a former LVP on the show. Um, For what? He was in that. Uh, he was in that uh, weird like JFK movie we did. Uh, what the fuck was it called? Uh, oh, the the Parkland. He was in Parkland. He was with Zac good. Efron. Was he in that one? I don't know. It was that's literally like well, maybe the first year of the podcast. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they they're known for like their quirky, you know, indie comedy dramas type films. And this fits right in. Yeah, definitely. This is definitely probably like a higher profile one for them. They definitely... Because of the stars. Yeah. And also it came out, I think, in what, 2011, 2012? So this is, you know, as the back of the box says, this is coming off the heels of all the two main male leads... The, you know, their two biggest the, movies. The Apatow boom, the, the comedy yeah. boom of The Hangover, Forgetting Star Marshall, How I Met Your Mother Still on the Air, um, I Love You Man. Like, they're, they're, they're big stars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they both kind of aren't anymore. Like, Jason Siegel's particularly is really interesting to me. Like, I looked him up. He's still, like, I think he's, like, 40. Like, yeah, like, like he was, like, yeah, he 41. was. 41. You guys have the same birthday. Oh, good for us. So it's just uh, on January 18th, all the big monstrosities get birthed. And his mother's name was Jillian with I forget, a J. I forget, his mother's name was Noreen, and no. I was like, shut the fuck up. Jillian with a J. Um, that's cool. And uh, he's Jewish. What? <laughs> he kind of, like, isn't around anymore. I know he did that weird AMC show that he actually, like, created and wrote, Dispatches from Nowhere, which I wanted to see. Because it's him, Sally Field, and Andre Benjamin in a show together, and it's like, why the fuck am I going to watch this? But, like, he doesn't really, like, do much else. He kind of got tried to get in the series acting with, like, this and the, um, oh, I forget the writer's name. But he, like, tried to get, like, Oscar buzz for, like, this indie movie, and it didn't happen. And Ed Helms just had a bunch of movies that just didn't hit. Uh, so it was kind of interesting yeah. to, like, see, like, ten years ago, like, these guys being, you know, at the top of their game and it's doing... It's crazy that this is ten years ago. Right? And doing this movie that it feels like they would both be in now because, like, that's where their, their choices and their options are. Right. Uh, so it's kind of like a mindfuck uh, to watch in many different ways. Uh, what did you think? I liked it. <laughs> I mean... I think that is I almost... Liked it. 
exactly the tone I would have put it in as like, well. I liked it. I mean, I feel like it was harmless, and it was yeah. very sweet um, for the most part. It was like a feel-good kind of family movie. You know, well, it's I, not, no. Be careful how you say a family movie because someone's gonna listen to be about, like, "Oh, sit the kids down and let's watch Jeff lives at home." Two brothers. Much better. Look, man, were there a lot of things wrong with it? Yeah, mm-hmm. but overall, I think that it was it was fine. It was fine. This movie to me, I never need to see this movie ever again yeah, in my life. I don't think I needed to see the movie. <laughs> But, like, right, I right, saw right. it and it was like, okay, I am very glad that I know I got this for, like, $5 mm-hmm. at a closing Hollywood video. Yeah. And it sat on my shelf for 10 years. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to go put it in a box. And, right. and at some point, I'm going to, like, probably give it to somebody. Like, <laughs> like, it's, movies like this permeate, like, the time period it came out at. And definitely permeate, you know, exactly how I bought it is... You know, directors that kind of had a name or movie studios that were trying to get a name were given, you know, a couple million bucks to attract a couple stars to make a little movie that didn't do anything at the box office because it was released in a few theaters. And they were hoping that somebody stumbled into a Big Lots or the Walmart $5 bin or a, a, a video store. And it's like, oh, this is three or four dollars. Oh, yeah, I'll watch this. I like these people. And they watch it and then they're done with it. And they're like, okay, cool, next. Like, Yeah, exactly. Especially also, like, this just screams... I, I feel like, and I know it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but Garden State has a lot to do with movies like this existing. Yeah. And that there That's are... That's so true. I'm actually curious to see, like, kind of when the... Du- not that Garden State influenced the Duplass brothers. That's probably blasphemous to say. But what I mean is... Garden State and like Garden that, State influenced that era, a lot of indie, that particular genre. Yeah, indie comedies. At that time, it broke that, open a that lot. That have, yeah. you know, a life message behind them with star power. She's sitting up and. She's out of bed. She's out of bed. What is happening? I'm going to drink water. Okay. You heard how she said. I hope that the recorder picked that up. <laughs> what are you doing? I am. I am drinking my water. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> Live on the pod. This is how much we don't want to talk about Jeff Lewis at home because this is more exciting. Is our daughter getting out of bed? She's getting back into bed. She's drank some water. She's fully potty trained, so I have no fear about her pissing her new underwear. Why'd you have to say that, man? No, she's fully potty trained, and she's reading. And she is not four and a half yet. She's getting under her covers, and we're good. And she's resuming playing with her toy. Oh, no, she's cuddling it. (laughs) Let's just narrate this for the next 20 minutes. And she's asleep. Great. Great. Uh... So what? Uh, so the puffy chair is like what the Duplass brothers like their first like movie was. That's two thousand and five. So it's around the same time. Sure. So just something about like early to mid two thousands was just the all these feel. all these little like movie studios gave all these guys like money to make like their little projects, and they were well enough, and they just got to keep making them. And I don't, I don't like necessarily know like what this movie is really trying to say. Uh... Just, I, I don't think it really has a I, I No, it doesn't. I, I mean, maybe. Like, like I find, think it does. Like, I think it's like finding your purpose. Oh, wait. No, that wasn't this movie. What was that movie that we just watched that was Finding Your Purpose? Soul. That's right. <laughs> no, I think that this movie's just about positivity, being nice. Being open to the signs, you know, that 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 come up in your life. Um, you know, being also open to, you know, uh, 
advances from those around you. Um, so I like, I hated that plot line, by the way. Really, I didn't. I, I like that. Why did you not like the so? So there's um, Susan Sarandon's character is the mother of Jeff and Pat, Jason Siegel and Ed Helms' characters. She works in the most nondescript office I've ever seen in my entire life. In a cubicle. There's just cubicles everywhere. You have no idea what they actually fucking do. And uh, so this is what I didn't like about that. In that at work in 2011, you can get an AIM message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from an anonymous from person. From an anonymous person. Um, was AIM, did AIM even have anonymous man? You remember fucking AIM? Yeah, what was your, what was your, what was your first screen name? I hate you. I had one screen name. What was your screen name, man? Mullitude V1. What does that mean? Mullitude V1. It's a wrestling reference. Oh, was it? Yeah, fuck oh. you very much. What was yours? <laughs> Stringbean48. Oh yeah, you're so fucking cool. <laughs> Had you just had jam in your sand right there, I probably would have flipped this couch over. Oh my god, I should have. I'm going to go back in time. Uh, AIM's and not change a thing. It. I was saying AIM's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go back in time and change it. Uh, AIM is. I was gonna say AIM dated this movie, but this movie was too like, like it wasn't because AIM was dated already. Right. It didn't really. Uh, so she's getting anonymous like messages from like a secret admirer at work, and she confides in her female friend played by Radon Chong, not surrounded by uh, action films of the '80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out that Radon Chong is the secret admirer. Is the secret admirer. She's like, I'm not a lesbian. Yeah, she they, she just loves her friend, and they... Hey, I think that's cool, man. And they... You do what you want to do. Exactly. Companionship is important. Why did you not like it? No matter what form it is. I just don't... I just thought that the entire plot line of the mom was unnecessary. Oh, no, definitely. Like, there was no... Like, right. yeah. Like, I just... So, so not that I hated it. I hate the strong word. I liked that message, but I just felt like it was just completely unnecessary. That entire plot line of the mom being involved at all. Yeah. I know it was the I guess she was the the Shut the fuck up. She wasn't the MacGuffin of the she movie. She was the MacGuffin of the Shut movie. The she made him go get the glue and he started his journey that way. Yeah, it was a little too quirky for my taste maybe, but I like Radon Jong's performance. I like Susan yeah, Sarandon's performance. I thought they both played it well. Um Yeah, I just found that it yeah. wholly unnecessary. The plot is pretty butt. Like honestly, like the plot is nothing special. It's just, I like like also. So this is basically the like, the brother version of On the Rocks, uh, the Sofia Coppola movie that I watched uh, last year with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. It's basically the same exact fucking movie. Oh, is it? Except, yeah, like that's it's Bill Murray is trying to help Rashida Jones find out if her husband's Marlon Wayans is having an affair. That's like this movie, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's not like... In what universe is Marlon Wayans and Rashida Jones married? This one. Rashida Jones is half black, excuse me, and Marlon Jones is a good-looking man. I didn't mean it like that. It was not a race thing. You tell you made it. Why why would they not be together? I just think... In what world would Bill Murray be Rashida Jones' father is more like it? Why? I think that makes sense. Who are you slamming in that? Marlon Wayans or Rashida Jones? Marlon Wayans. I think Rashida Jones is beautiful and talented. Ouch. I cannot say the same Shots fired Wayans. at Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Come at me, bro. Anyway. Come uh, on the show to defend yourself. I like the first half of the movie. So the movie... You gotta like a movie that starts with Jason Segel monologuing about signs while taking a shit. Yeah. And I don't mean like signs... Like, the concept. Like, Signs the Movie, the M. Night Shyamalan film. And then the concept. And then the concept of it. So I like that. Like, I'm like, okay, we're getting off to the start. And then you meet uh, Ed Helms' character, Pat, who's this yuppie paint salesman. You never see him work. He's just wearing a polo the whole time. Yeah, but he's, and he's, he's bought a he's bought a Lamborghini. He's definitely, it was a like... Porsche. Porsche, sorry. I wrote Lambo for some reason. Which is very odd. But it's funny enough, you know. And then... Uh, Jason Siegel's character uh, had received a, a wrong number call for a Kevin, and he took that as, like, a meaning, like a sign to something. So when he's on the bus, uh, uh, a, like, a youth gets on the bus with uh, a jersey that says Kevin on the back, so he follows him to, like, a basketball court, and he plays, like, a pickup basketball with him and his friends. Jason Siegel's uh, in the opening credits, you see he played basketball in high school, so he gets along with the guy, and he ends up getting mugged by him. And basically when he gets mugged by the guy is when, to me, the film, like, takes a turn. Because I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. And, you know, he's and just, then it's, he's um, meeting people, and, like, he's trusts the world. And then he gets mugged. And it's like, well, you know, well, here we go. Shit. And then you get a lot of Ed Helms' character, Pat. And, like, 
the Pat character is just way too much. Like, they're, so over the top. they're at Hooters. And I don't know if it's the character or the way that Ed Helms plays it. I personally have Ed Helms as the LVP of the movie. Really? That's, I don't know if you have anybody else. But that's who I have it, and it's kind of the same problem we ran into. Nobody else did anything it's, else too significant. It's the same problem know? I had with him when we watched *Where the Millers*, because remember I put him on the on the chopping block for Miller, *Where the Millers* before it was obviously Pablo Chacon. But uh, Pablo Chacon. Thank you. In uh, that, when he plays off type, which really is just stew in the Hangover, to me at least, yeah. when he's not stew in the Hangover. It just doesn't fit. He's okay in Cedar Rapids, like we saw, but when he's trying to be like, ha-ha, funny, still nerdy drug lord, and when he's trying to be ha-ha, still funny, but like, D- like, douchebag d- douche yuppie guy, it just, there's something about it that just doesn't, doesn't fit. Work. It's very easy for me to not believe it. And if I'm not believing it, then I'm not enjoying what you're doing. Right. Uh, especially because he had to still, like, bring some emotion to it. So, like, when him and Jason Siegel are, like, arguing at their father's, like, gravesite, and particularly at the end when he's having to, like, emote when he's, like, saved his brother from, like, jumping off the bridge to help this car, which I, I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous what you just heard, but that's but what that's happens. It. Like, it just, he just doesn't ring authentic to me at all. I could see that. Um... Once he gets into, like, that stuff is when I really struggle to find things I liked about the movie that aren't just little things. There's a lot of little things along the way. Little lines, Mm -hmm. little choices, little, like, funny gags that I... I loved when they hit behind the vending machine. Yeah, like, yeah, like, that kind of thing. And Jason Segel was so big he had to, like, bend down so you didn't see his head. Yeah, like, Like, that... Like, that was funny. Like, that stuff is funny. I like the interaction, uh, uh... uh, Mark Duplass taking care of his league peeps with Katie Hazelton as the waitress from the league. Um, did you recognize that? No. As you, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, as you just sit there. Uh, <laughs> um, and, like, he's, like, trying to bribe her and stuff. Like, like those little segments are, were funny, but, like, the stuff that takes, that encompasses more time Yes. just wasn't it for me. And I don't know why, like, I feel like we've been watching a lot of these, well, I think, because it's it's come up in a couple of my, like, Oscar movie uh, researches, is, I I just feel like I've been watching way too many, uh, like, 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 married couple arguments, or, like, relationship arguments, and, like, nothing really ever goes anywhere. It's just, well, we're going to give it the old college try at the end of it, you know? Yeah, but that that's because it's it's our imitating life. Isn't that what happens in relationships? What? Don't you just argue and argue? It doesn't get resolved, and then you argue about the same thing again the next day or two months later or two years later? I have no idea what you're talking about. You're saying that you were watching the movies with the relationship arguments and they decided they're going to give the old college try and, you know, that's it. That's the resolution. I have no idea why I just put a piece of ice in my mouth on a podcast. (laughs) You're a dumbass. Sorry, what were you saying? (laughs) Yeah, my point. Uh... There's a lot of, like, convenience in this movie as well. Like, oh, conveniently, they're walking by, like, the funeral plot of their dad. Let's stop and have, like, a five-minute scene there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, there's a lot of fancy message indie movie storytelling here. Sure. Uh, we already were talking about the the Susan Sarandon, Radon Chong, like, lesbian co-worker stuff. But, like, when the, the sprinklers go off and Susan Zoran just can't be bothered and just laughs as she's covered in, in sprinkler water and, you know, that's, you know, that's just, what's the word for it? Meh. Yeah, it's all just very... Pedestrian. Sh- pedestrian, sugary, sweet. Yeah. 
Uh, the same thing with, like, it, it turns into, like, this gross, like, melodrama at the end where, like, everybody's, Pat's trying to chase down his wife after Jeff has, you know, said the right thing to make him realize it. And the, the women are going off to, going off to Vegas, I think, is what they were going to. No, they're going off to uh, New Orleans because they're in Baton Rouge, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff notices why there's traffic in the first place because a car ran off. And they all kind of converge together, and he saves his family. Um, Whose dad's name? Kevin. Was Kevin. Like, the third or the fourth, like, Kevin. So, like, at the end of the movie, he's like, ah, I say, he, he watches the news and finds that out, and then he goes fix goes and fixes the, the kitchen door that he was supposed to fix at the beginning of the movie, and that's it. And it's like, okay, well, all their lives are going to be fine right, and better now. Wrapped up in a nice little bow, but... You know? Can we talk about how gross uh, the puke was that came out of Jason Siegel's mouth when he got CPR'd? Like, is that what happens when, like, you get CPR? Like, if that's the case, just let me fucking die, because I don't want anybody to see me puke like that. <laughs> Too many people have seen me puke like that. <laughs> Two people have seen you puke like that. Nah, four. Who? Well, you, Tope. Rich. Rich. Okay, maybe three. Og? No, I think at the rumble I made it to the bathroom. Nobody saw me puke that time. Because everyone knew I was puking. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I puked and I just came out and I was fine. <laughs> but, like, he gets CPR because, like, he's underwater yeah, too long, saving his family. Right, and, like, he swallowed water and that's why. But, but he, was he swallowing brown water? Yeah, he, he was in the ocean or whatever that the was. The ocean's gross. Yes, yes, fish shit in it. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> That's nasty. Um, here, here's another thing that bothers me uh, about movies, and I think we discussed this uh, on another movie recently. I don't remember what it was. It's a long fucking day, man. I hate unrealistically long days. Like, and we have some pretty, like, packed, like, so today, we left the house, like, at, what, like, 9.30 in the morning, and we didn't get home till like, 6.30, and we went to uh, Publix, Aldi's, Target, Walmart, Walmart, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Five Below, GameStop, GameStop, Hallmark. Lunch, Hallmark, I went to a comic book store, I went to a second Walmart. You went to another store. Echo. Oh, I said the comic book store. I oh. said comic book store. But... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I went to a toy store. I went to like a dozen stores, right? I stopped to get gas. Came home twice to drop things off. Like, did a lot of things, right? And that took, uh, what? 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 9 hours, right? Uh, in this, think of everything I just talked about. Uh, Hooters, going to a hotel. Um, the work day. The work day itself. Uh, well, he never worked. Like, you never see him work. I'm just talking about specifically, like, everything, like... Uh, the... No, but the mom was at work. Oh, sure, sure, sure. She was working. You know what I'm just realizing? Is that I don't have anything else to list. <laughs> I listed 12 things in nine hours, and they did, like, three things. So maybe I'm wrong. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. Um... I did like the bit about his car, though. So he gets his Porsche, and then in the span of, you know, two hours, so he's, again, being an over-the-top dickhead. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like weaving in and out of traffic for no reason just to show it off and crashes headfirst into a I love that a tree. Scene. That that's probably my favorite scene in the movie when he's and trying then to the family the the, the, the the family was hilarious. The family comes out and is like trying to and they they bribe him into like giving them money uh, to not call the cops because he's been to Hooters and had had a couple drinks. And then he gets a ticket uh, for parking in like a handicapped spot and then it gets towed because he's parked in front of a fire hydrant. But you never, like, see what actually happens with it, you know, at, at a certain point. Um, and then he's just mean and belittling to his wife. Yeah, that hotel argument just took fucking forever. It did, and it made and it, me uncomfortable. Yeah, it was just, like, way too serious and way too long and way too real for, like, what this movie was. And then, like, you really don't get, like, he just finds her on the bridge, you know, after he saves his brother, and he's like, I want to give this a try. And then you see them later on at his mom's birthday, like, they're kind of laughing. 
And again, I don't want it like wrapped up in this nice little bow. Right. But like this is one day. And in one day we've seen them. This might be a better encapsulation of it. Have breakfast together and everything seems fine. If, bo- if not boring. Well, no. And then he, he buys, buys the Porsche and she throws like cake and shit on it. Right. Or like yeah. what food or something on it. And then he finds her. She wasn't cheating yet. No, she had a a companion, a friend. Yeah. Who listened to her. I want this to be on the record right now. Yeah, let's have it be on the record right now. If you have a friend or a companion that you want to talk to, mm-hmm. you don't need to go to a hotel room no. to get that. And that person does not need to go get fucking ice. What if I have a headache? Take an Advil. <laughs> or go stick your head underneath the fucking ice. Or get the ice yourself. No, that room doesn't need ice. It's just not getting ice. So she was going to do something. And then... I, it, I don't know why they were in the hotel. That seemed convenient. Yeah, like, it's just Again, like, why are they in the fucking hotel for? Like, finding them at lunch together, that's fine. That, right, can be right. mis- that can be easily misconstrued and explained later. Like, why right. are they in a hotel room? Right, right. That And, and he's like, it is... doesn't get answered. Because also, he right. had, like, wine, right? Right, there was wine and everything. So, like... They could have gone to her apartment or his apartment, but they went to a hotel. You usually do that if you don't want to get caught. Yeah. Right? Right. Isn't that what you do? Excuse me. What? My ear popped and I have like a ringing. I feel like Bradley Cooper. God is smiting you down. You know me. I would never pay money for a hotel room when I could buy toys. That's a great argument. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> really, I do think I have like tinnitus in my ears now. Great. How'd you go blind? Well, how'd you go blind? <laughs> I see out of my ears. How'd you go deaf? Passover. Well, I was talking about God is smiting you. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a series of of conveniences and odd quirky things that happen that are supposed to feel meaningful and they just don't. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what other Duplass Brothers movies there are um, to see um, what else there is that we could potentially watch. Oh, they haven't directed a movie since 2012 because I feel like Mark Duplass has been so busy. Oh, he's married to Katie Azelton. I never knew that. I didn't know that they were married. You knew that I. That's funny. Uh, Puppy Chair Baghead, which we used to work, uh, we had that movie. uh, When we worked, yeah. Yeah, it's a comedy horror movie. Um, Cyrus, which we also have, that's another high-profile one with John C. Riley, Jonah Hill, uh, Marissa Tomei, and Catherine Keener. And then uh, Jeff, who lives at home, came out the next year. The last movie they did was The Dudeca Pentathlon. In uh in twenty twelve, but everything else they they've written a bunch of movies, but they have not necessarily directed any of them. At least uh Mark has not. Jay, I feel like possibly, uh might have had to just because. Oh no, same. He's even done even less. So I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> this went nowhere. I apologize. Uh, my analysis of the Duplass brothers' career is complete. Have you ever had any of these, like, like, what does it all mean moments? Or, like, like, have you ever gone down, like, a rabbit hole of this has to, like, super, not superstitions, but, like, I think the closest thing for me is, like, the eleven eleven thing, where just, like, it just kept popping up, and I yeah. still notice it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe that everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and sometimes if, like, you're too clouded to see, you know, things are put in place to get you on the path you need to be on in order for those things to happen. Um, I'm not religious by any means and, you know, but I do believe in fate and, and all of that. But, you know, meh. What about about you? Well, I can't beat that, you know, just Rousing. Nietzsche level of analysis there. Uh, 
Are you giving me Ed Helms as the LVP of the movie? Or do you yeah. have anybody else? Yeah, no, no. I don't think anyone else did, did enough. I I wasn't thrilled with Judy Greer, but I also don't feel like that necessarily I'm never was... thrilled with Judy Greer. Let's be clear. What else has Judy Greer done? She's the mom from uh, Ant-Man, right? I think she's the, the ex-wife of Ant-Man. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. She was in uh, What Women Want, 27 Dresses, 13... Yeah, I just don't see things this woman's in. Uh, Donald Planet Apes, I don't remember that. She's a voice on Archer. She's been in a bunch of TV shows. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not checking out Judy Greer joints is what, what it turns out to be. Um, yeah, uh, so we'll give it to Ed Helms. Like I said, he's just not very believable as this character, and I think that's what really hurt the overall scope of the movie. Like, I felt like if it had been somebody that could handle a little bit better, it definitely would have geared more towards, like, that was good, you know? As opposed to me being like, that was fine, you know? Um, my MVP is Jason Siegel. Mine too. Uh, he's great in this. He's uh, great. He's just, he, as opposed to what you said about Ed Helms, he is very, I think, authentic yes. and genuine. In very easy to believe. Very easy to believe, and... I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a role that I see him in often. I think there's shades it, of shades him. Shades of him yeah. in it. Because typically when I see him, he's just himself. Sure. You know, like in... He's he's probably like the worst timeline of himself in this, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I yes. can see him being yes. this, but uh, it might be him now. I don't know. <laughs> just kinda... I don't know what he's doing right now. Yeah. Uh, he's very believable, very earnest... Very uh, likable, um, funny. Yeah, I, 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 I love seeing him in things. He's he's great uh, in most things that he yeah. is in. Yeah, I always like watching. He him. always steals the show, and I can't believe he's only forty one. That's crazy to me. Yeah, like it feels like he should be so much older. No, no. Um, I, David I mean... Foster Wallace in uh, End of the Tour in twenty fifteen is the movie that I was referring to. But, like, he really hasn't done after that. Uh, I, I don't know what The Discovery comes Sunday, our friend. So he did this movie, The Discovery, with Rooney Mara, Jesse Plemons, and Robert Redford? That was on Netflix? I've never heard of this before. This, had, this couldn't have gotten good reviews. Yeah, 45%. That makes sense. And then Come Sunday, uh, which sounds like a porn. Uh, again, Chewy Tell Ejiofor, Lakeith Stanfield, Danny Glover, Martin Sheen. Like, what are these movies that he's doing that, like, I've never heard of? This is another Netflix movie. The Netflix just gives, like, Jason Siegel $20 million to sure. stop his career. Sure. Uh, then Our Friend. Uh, oh, this is, okay, I, this one I have seen the previews for. This is the movie. It's with him, Casey Affleck, and Dakota Johnson, and one of them has cancer. I hope it's Dakota Johnson. Samantha, you're right. Uh, <laughs> this is actually supposed to be good. I think I've said it on the show how much I hate Dakota Johnson. Have I? If not, I hate Dakota Johnson. I know earlier on the show I said that hate is a strong word. I think she is the most boring, white bread, paint drying, stupid bitch I've ever seen. Good lord. This is exciting. So Jason Siegel will be in a uh, an untitled Los Angeles Lakers project uh, created by uh, Adam McKay um, that's going to be based off of the Showtime book of the 1980s. He'll be... Who's he playing? Oh, Paul Westhead. That's an interesting choice. Um, Bo Burnham is going to be Larry Bird. Sign me the fuck up. Oh, yes. I did see this. Michael Chiklis is Red Auerbach. I Adrian Brody... Adrian Brody's gonna be Pat Riley, and I need to tell Rich this immediately. He's gonna shit a bird. Let's call him up. <laughs> I this actually is a warranted. I have to call this human being right now. Moment. Let's get Rich on the phone right now and hope that he answers. It's ten o'clock. Rich. What's up? Hey, how are you? 
Good, how are you? Good. You're live on the podcast right now, and you know I, I only do this if it's important. Oh boy. So we are, we are currently, uh, we're finishing our discussion on the movie Jeff Who Lives at Home. And I was remarking on how, uh, I think we maybe even had this conversation, Jason Siegel really, really isn't doing much anymore, right? Who? Jason Siegel. Right, yeah, he's not really. Yeah. That was an appropriate much. response. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who? Huh? Uh, so he's going to be doing uh, a project that's very interesting to me that I did not know about, an untitled Los Angeles Lakers project that Adam McKay is producing and uh, creating for, uh, I don't know the, uh, the channel yet. Oh, on HBO, it looks like. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. Great. Oh, is it their episode? Yeah, it's going to be like a series. It's a yeah. Series. Uh, John C. Riley is going to be Jerry Buss. Jason Clark is going to be Jerry West. Uh, Jason Siegel himself is going to be Paul Westhead. Uh, Bo Burnham is going to be Larry Bird. It looks kooky and crazy, right? And it kind of sounds like, <laughs> like awesome. Yeah. Bo Burnham's going to be Larry Bird. Right. <laughs> uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I just got high, and this is very funny. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, I'm oh, so sorry. Oh, no. Uh, you know why I'm calling you is because I have to ask you, if, you know, now I know you don't know, if it's going to be about the Lakers of the 80s, who's going to be playing Pat Riley? Oh, man. Well, Pacino's too old. Um, Can I help you here? Michael Chiklis is going to be Red Auerbach. I don't know how that would help you, but I just want that <laughs> on the record. Um, oh, so you're saying his fantastic forecast mate, uh, uh, Chris Evans, is going to be uh, Pat Riley? No, but fuck, that, I like that so much more than what's going to happen. Oh, no. Just, just tell me. Playing the part of Pat Riley in the untitled Los Angeles Lakers project will be your favorite, Adrian Brody. <laughs> like, I can see it physically. <laughs> yeah. But swagger and confidence-wise, like, no. <laughs> Like actually embodying the goat Pat Riley, like I don't—it's not going to happen with him. The noise I made when I read this out loud, Rich, I—I I, I can never. I think it's the same noise I made when like you bought me that Scott Siner Hasbro. I was just like, oh my god, this is a thing that's happening. <laughs> and I was like, he—he he needs to know. He—he he needs to know. I need to be the one to tell him. <sighs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> oh, like that's the thing is, it's probably going to be good in spite of that, because I mean, freaking uh, Adam McKay has like a really good HBO track record right now. Yeah, fuck, it's going to be fine. God damn it! Who else is? Who else is they, have they announced? Uh, so John C. Riley is Jerry Buss. Jason Clark is Jerry West. Uh, two guy, two unknowns are Magic Johnson and Kareem. Uh, I'm just picking Sounds names that I know. Uh, there's going to be a Donald Sterling. That'll be interesting. Uh, uh, Adrian Brody's Pat Riley. Sally Field is Jesse Buss, just in case you needed a Jesse Buss with traps. Uh, Michael Chiklis, Ray Auerbach. Bo Burnham, Larry Bird. Jason Siegel, Paul Westhead. Sarah Ramos. I feel like I should know that name. Uh, she was on Parenthood, so never mind. Uh, um, another uh, Michael Cooper. I don't know the actor. Spencer Garrett is uh, Chick Hearn. So just I'm. I'm down for anybody being Chick Hearn. That, that's about it. That's all that's announced. That's going to be weird, huh? Probably. Probably. It's based off of the book. It's based off of the uh, the Showtime book uh, that's very oh. famous. But, um, yeah, man, you took this a lot better than I was anticipating. So I'm, I'm happy. Well, it helps that I was hot. <laughs> it, always, it always helps. It always does. Thanks. Uh, uh, if I could tell you about the ice cream sandwiches I made, tell <laughs> about, like, these... Big ass heavy cookies. Yeah. And I just happen to have some Briar's uh, Oreo cookies and cream. And all you gotta do is just scoop, scoop that shit in between two cookies, and then the key is you press down. Hell yeah. Dude, I, the, oh the, the, the patty melts I made, then I pressed down and smash burger those motherfuckers. The, yeah, man. You just gotta pre- press it down. Remember when Steak and Shake used to just do that? 
Like if you go get an ice cream sandwich, uh, ice cream sandwich, a steak and shake, it was just their ice cream between cookies before they, they packaged right. them. Yeah, Potbelly oh. does the same thing. Oh. Boy, there's no better way. God damn it. Well, I, we'll get rest of the podcast. I, we're, we're done. I wish we had just talked about pressing foods for 45 minutes instead of Jeff who lives at home. Uh, but uh, but thanks uh, thanks for answering the phone. Enjoy the rest of your uh, uh, much more fun evening than we're having. <laughs> and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Later, y'all. At Jam with your shame on Instagram. Fuck you. At Jam with your shame on Instagram. Thank Fucker. you. Hi, love you. Bye. <laughs> he took that well. He, he's throwing his belongings around now. Oh, no, he's going to wake up tomorrow, Matt. <laughs> he's going to wake up tomorrow when, right, right, right. He hasn't when the sunk high in. is worn off. Yeah. Hasn't sunk in. Uh, yeah. Anything else? So Jason Siegel, MVP, Ed Helms, LVP. I thought it was going to be a multi-time LVP for Ed Helms, but again, like I said, uh, we're at the Millers. He uh, avoided that, so. Score time. Uh, I drew it, so you score it. First. It was fine. I'm going to give it a five. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit better than that. I'm going to give it a five and a half oh. for a five I thought you were, point two When you five. said like a little bit better than that, I thought you meant like a higher, much higher score. I was on the fence between a five and a half and a six, and ultimately I went with the five and a half because anytime that I struggle to talk about a movie like we kind of did here, like to the point where I had to call Rich about Adrian Brody, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says something to me about the movie. Like, I should be able to talk about a movie of substance for at least 45 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, and I think and you said it at the beginning, like, it was fine. Yeah. It's, we never need to watch it again. Right. I didn't need to watch it to begin with, right? right? Like, it did not add anything to my life. Bingo. Uh, which I felt like it was trying to do. Yes. And it did not succeed in it, so... A 5.25 for Jeff, who lives at home. Samantha, reach into the box next week. uh, Hereditary, my nomination, uh, which we might have a special guest for, I believe. Then after that, our Wrap It Up series continues with X-Men Dark Phoenix. And then after that, we have a few weeks uh, where things are a little normal before we get a little uh, little, uh, nuts. Uh, But we're just going to have kind of a three-movie rotation for uh, a couple months. A little bit. So uh, reach in there. What are we hoping for here? I don't know. One good, solid movie. Well, when, when is our special series starting? Uh, our special series that we have not told people about uh, in June. Why? Did something happen that's going to fuck it up? No, no, no. It's not going to fuck it up, but it's going to be just a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff. A lot of certain things. The movie is Miracle. miracle. <laughs> Oh, God. We may need to squeeze this one in there, too, huh? <laughs> the 2004 uh, Kurt Russell Disney drama, which is funny because we just started watching, we watched the first episode of Mighty Ducks Game Changers yesterday. Yes, baby. <laughs> uh, I've never seen this, and I own this because of one fucking person. Oh, I can't believe, oh, it's going to be so Thanks, much. Thanks, Augie. Oh, it's Thanks. Be- it's a miracle. Oh, we have to watch this like in like three weeks. That sucks. <laughs> Changing with the show. A miracle will be coming up here in just a couple short weeks. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. This week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. Like I mentioned before, for bonus content, uh, hopefully there'll be a Justice League uh, uh, podcast with Steve at some point here in the coming weeks, on top of all the other great uh, features and footage and clips that are there from all the podcasts in our network. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies, at Mary W. Movies on Twitter, MarywithMovies at gmail.com. Let's know what you think of the show. For me, my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle in the year 1993. Despite not being able to use the WWE Network for everything, it will be continuing for the foreseeable future. At your host, Mom38, on Instagram for my weekly, now, basic show, uh, Box and Friends, where I show off the things I collected in my massive uh, collection around the house. 
And Podswoggle should be coming back next week for our 11th anniversary episode, going over the Pick'ems for WrestleMania 37. I never remember the number anymore because I don't say the number because Vince McMahon's worried. It sounds old, which is stupid because uh, it's the same age as Augie. Uh, yeah. And you already got to pimp your uh, Twitter. I jam with your Sam on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter, social media handles. What's your, when have you fucking tweeted anything? I tweeted one thing. What did you tweet? Tweeted something about Harry Potter and work. Oh. That's the only tweet that I had. So cool. And this was like two years ago when I first, I was on brand Harry Potter in-depth discussions before my boss watches all the movies. Uh, April 1st, 2020. So, almost a year ago. And uh, I haven't treated anything since. You have 16 followers. Yeah, That's man. I'm sad. I'm, I'm not active. <laughs> I have 181. Get on my level. You're active. I hope you drop that on your dick. I almost did. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is there somebody in our house? I think they're, on the, I think they're outside. No, that was, a, that was the computer, wasn't it? Or Echo? Or did you hear that? Yeah, it was outside. Are you making toast? It was somebody outside. <laughs> Remember when that red light came <laughs> when we were recording? Can we end this so I can go shit? For mullet. This is mullet. <laughs> Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. To catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Please follow me. Looking out for Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.